as always, a big thank you to Mary Green for her music, uh, Passing Places. You can find out more about Mary Green's music at her website, marygreen.com. Pop on to bonnytours.com and you'll find the link to Mary's website on my front page. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of Passing Places. If you're a new listener, I say every week it's my personal podcast, my personal diary about my travels around Scotland, mainly by motorhome but also by motorcycle and with some hill walking thrown in for good measure. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. I left you last weekend. I was on the Bonnie Banks of Loch Lomond and I had some real difficulties, technical problems getting the podcast uploaded. And once I got them resolved, I was uh, unable to stay more than one night in Loch Lomond because the campsite I was on was fully booked. I'm not sure if it was a bank holiday weekend last weekend or is it this weekend. But anyway, I headed off without a plan. And my thinking was I would head over to Arica or somewhere uh, reasonably nearby and find a quieter site. But as often happens, I <laughs> took a bit of a, a funny turn and I headed all the way up to Point Sands uh, Caravan and Camping site, which is on the Mull of Kintyre, with views over to Gia and the islands beyond. So it was a, a good two and a half, three hour drive. And before we get into uh, talking about uh, what I've been up to over the last week, I just wanted to mention one or two people. I said in uh, last week's episode or the week before that I hadn't had any comments on the website and I was a bit worried that the spam filters were blocking legitimate comments. So I wanted to thank uh, Andy Wood or Andrew Wood from, I think he lives near Dover, and he'd popped onto the website and left a, a message that he had recently returned from a trip to Tyree. And what a long drive that is from Dover to Tyree. But I'm sure, as you know, Andy, it's worth it's worth that effort. And whilst you have a tremendous drive to get there, uh, you also live in a very great location for getting over to France. So it uh, swings and roundabouts sometimes. I would often like to live down in your part of the world and be able to shoot over to the continent on a regular basis rather than facing a a 10, 12 hour drive from home down to the port at Dover. So thanks for getting in touch. And if anybody else has left a comment and it hasn't appeared, then perhaps you could get in touch by email. You can always get me on email at uh, feedback at bonnytours.com. Alternatively, you can get in touch with me at uh, Twitter. Not at Twitter, on Twitter. And my handle is at bonnytours. Or jump on to Facebook and look up look up the in the search box look for passing places podcast and you'll find not only comments from myself but i'm really pleased in the last week or two that other people are beginning to uh, contribute photographs and their own thoughts on that page and that's what the group's really for it's not just for me to record what i'm doing and where i am it's a, an opportunity for anybody who listens to the podcast to share some of their trips and ideas and make contact with other people who listen to the podcast so so I wanted to thank Rob Grant, I think he lives in Aberdeen or near Aberdeen and he highlighted on the Passing Places podcast page the facilities, the benefit of visiting Cruden Bay which is just north of Aberdeen and a little bit south of Peterhead and I think Rob is up there just now as I speak and he was telling me that you can park down by the harbour for £5 a night 
and there was excellent toilet facilities. And I've yet to visit, but I'll certainly do that, Rob. I really did appreciate the shout-out about Cruden Bay, and your photographs make it look really interesting. So some point in the coming weeks, I'll make sure that I pop into Cruden Bay and I'll let you know before I travel. So thanks again, Rob, and thanks for supporting the podcast. So as I was saying, I had my little mad turn and I headed over to Argyle to the Point Sands um, campsite and I enjoyed three or four days there with some fantastic weather. One day in particular was so warm I ended up rummaging around in the van looking for my sunscreen uh, cream that I'd had in France. So it was just a a great uh, three or four days. Now I've talked about Point Sands before and the Island of Guia in previous episodes so you can delve into those if you want more information on that particular part of the world. So as I was heading down the road, I was just thinking about how the tourist season was beginning to come to, not a close, but the busy July-August period. And already the roads were, it was midweek, but the roads were much, much quieter. And I was also aware that the the weather was beginning to turn in the daylight. Hours were getting shorter. And I was just thinking, well, we're, we're not quite in autumn yet, but we can't be that far away. And as I speak uh, today and Friday, I'm heading further north up to Inverness this uh, weekend and I think the weather is going to be that little bit cooler, a little bit more windy and there might even be some rain. I was also thinking that I'd spent an inordinate amount of time this year on campsites and it's not really why uh, many people uh, travel around in a motorhome. The idea of a motorhome is to be completely mobile. And these campsites are quite expensive. You're probably paying, certainly on my own with the dog, I pay anything from 15 to £20 plus per night. And I think they're well suited for the majority of caravan owners who probably want to stay for a number of days, maybe even a week. Whereas the, the beauty of a motorhome is that you're really probably travelling and looking for an overnight stop or maybe a couple of nights. And you're perhaps looking for shower facilities or a place to empty your chemical toilet and just rest up for a day or two. So campsites don't really um, fulfil the needs of motorhome users, certainly for myself. And as the country uh, begins to quieten down again, I'll probably take to the laybys and get back into some real, uh, what we call wild camping, but really just camping uh, without being on a site. So... I was online just the other day and I discovered a really interesting and quite a new website. It's called the Motorhome Tourism Organisation of the UK and their website is www.tmcto.org So that's tmcto.org and I think the C in the middle there is probably the the name is the, the Motorhome and Caravan Tourism Organisation but it's I think it's particularly focused on the challenges that motorhome users face within the UK in accessing the facilities they need and in trying to have a dialogue, particularly with local authorities and campsite owners, about the type of facilities that we would ideally want as users or visitors to their site or to their particular area. When you come onto a campsite, there's a range of facilities that I think are more relevant sometimes to families or to 
as I say, people are going to stay there for the week. And I've been in sites where I'm really just chasing the Wi-Fi and I'm quite happy to use the electrical hookup and catch up and have a shower and things, but it's not really where I want to be. One of the joys of being in a motorhome is you can get out and you can park up in a, a wild area. You can park up in a, a place where there's some really interesting views or just some peace and quiet. Whereas if you go into a campsite, I sometimes jokingly I think that they're a bit, uh, a bit like toy town. People like the the safety of being on a site, but but when you're told to face one way so that doors on motorhomes don't face each other and all the other little rules that seem to be necessary on campsites, it just seems really odd that you would drive a long way to then end up in a place where you're all sitting on manicured lawns or in hard standings, perhaps only a few yards from each other. So... I think as the weeks go by, you'll find that I'm much more involved in some wild camping. But check out this new motorhome tourism organisation, because uh, I do think there are a number of councils who are just beginning to realise or understand the potential benefits of providing facilities for motorhome users. I've mentioned the facility in Hoyk, down on the borders, and I've yet to visit but um, harping back to my comments in previous episodes about the amazing facilities relative to the UK that you find in France. And if only tourist areas in both England and Wales and Scotland could latch on to the potential benefits of attracting motorhome users in and providing some basic facilities, um, I'm sure the benefit to the local economy in some of these towns and villages would outweigh the, the cost of providing parking and uh, fresh water and hopefully a place to empty your waste. So I've spoken to the Motorhome Tourism Organisation and we've provisionally agreed that someday we'll come on to the podcast in mid to late September. So watch out for that episode and we'll have a good discussion around the whole topic. I've got quite an interesting weekend ahead. I've already met uh, probably four or five, six people through the podcast on my travels and this weekend I've uh, agreed and I agreed many weeks ago to go along to a mini meet. Uh, one of the forums online has organised a, a meeting of members and I think from when I last looked online there's probably between 10 and 15 vans arriving on Loch Ness. Uh, I think some people are there already and I'm going up today so Fingers crossed the weather will be good, but I can't turn up with uh, microphones blazing and expect to have people contribute to the podcast, but uh, you never know. I might come back with some fantastic content and some voices from other motorhome users and even just a summary of how the weekend went and what these mini-meets are like. I've never actually been on one before, so I'm going to meet a number of strangers and ideally... I'll leave with some new friends. So I'm going to give you an update on that when I get back next week. So I'm feeling a bit rushed this morning. I sat down yesterday to record the podcast and I'd only just set up the equipment and I looked out the window and there's a combine harvester and a tractor. I just started working the field. Now it's a it's a very large field and to cut a, a long story short, they were there from that moment until late into the evening and there was just no possibility of recording the podcast 
there was this continual drone in the background. So I thought, what do I do now? It's, uh, I'm struggling to find the time to do it. So I've managed to sit down early this morning and uh, just give you a quick update on the week that was. So I'm going to get packed up, uh, get sorted, get out the door, pick up the van and I'll probably head up the, the A9 towards Inverness is going to be the quickest way and uh, later on this evening I'll be sitting in front of a barbecue hopefully without rain, uh, meeting a whole range of people so that's the plan for the next uh, I think two or three days and then I'll see what I can do uh, midweek until Friday so short and brief this week but please do keep in touch please uh, get onto the Passing Places podcast page on Facebook and introduce yourself, join the group and perhaps leave some thoughts or photographs or just uh, follow the podcast there. Jump on to bonnytours.com and leave me a comment. Uh, that voicemail service is still there if MD's brave enough or technically gifted enough to give it a go. And you can also get me on Twitter at bonnytours. I was saying last week that the YouTube channel had uh, tipped over 100,000 views, so that's really good. And I was thinking I need to get around to making a couple of more videos to keep that uh, site going. So I'm going to um, sign off just now. And when I say I hope I bump into you somewhere on your travels, I'm certainly going to meet some people this week. So in the meantime, stay safe and I'll play out with Myra Green's composition, Passing Places. Thank you.